Welcome uh, to the latest Balderton podcast with me, Ben Goldsmith, and I'm joined by Shane Kwang, who's with us over the summer here at Balderton. Uh, Shane, in, in my mind, is an expert, a complete genius in many things, virtual reality, augmented reality at the top of the pile. Uh, how would you describe yourself, Shane? Well, first of all, I wouldn't describe myself as a genius in anything, especially when it comes to this. But um, <laughs> um, before coming to Bulletin, um, I worked at Google for about two and a half years in their augmented reality mobile game startup uh, called Niantic Labs. So you are most known for our game called Ingress, which is essentially it's a massively multiplayer game that spans the entire world, and it gets people to walk around go explore the real world, meet real people, rather than traditional gaming, which is kind of you alone in your room, locked yourself, and eating probably junk food while you're playing your games. Um, so we achieved this by basically having an overlay over Google Maps. Um, and the only way to interact with the game elements, what we call portals, is to actually be close to those game elements, which just happen to be points of interest. For example, museums, artworks, um, points of interest. So it really gets people to, you know, out and about walking. We've had tons of people just going, you know, we lost X many kilos because of your game. Thank you so much. So And players of that game... Mm-hmm. To you know, to get into that, what did they have to have on their phone? Did all the, did they have to download the game, uh, or did yep. you only need Google Maps? What did you need? Oh yeah, all you needed was basically an Android or iOS device, which is basically all cell phones. Uh, you download it, and what we, it's an app, what we call a scanner. So once you open up the game, it reveals to you this kind of Google Map ish thing, but it just tells you where all the portals are. So, and we call our players agents, basically, because they're secret agents. Agents. Agents, exactly. And this is the secret world of Ingress that you enter in through the scanner that you download on your phone. Awesome. So, and then you hold that scanner up to stuff and elements of the game overlay on the real world. So you might be standing in the middle of a museum. But unbeknownst to all the other museum goers, you're solving Mm -hmm. some kind of crime or mystery or something. Oh, you're actually attacking another pe- uh, person's portal or you're taking it over for your team and literally it's a <laughs> world domination game. That's fantastic. Oh. And I guess, uh, is there a natural next step to that with VR? Well, actually, I mean, I think for VR, it's going to be a very completely different experience. Um, so some of the, one startup that's doing something interesting with regards to museums is probably uh, Europeana. So what they're doing is they're actually creating virtual museums and um, featuring really famous works of art from the Louvre and Guggenheim uh, into this virtual museum that you can just explore on your Oculus Rift or even your Gear uh, VR from Samsung. Awesome. So you don't necessarily have to be in the Guggenheim to experience that. You could just be you playing be with sitting your basically whatever. in your room. Exactly. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. So I suppose when most people think of AR, VR, they think of how it applies to the gaming industry because mm-hmm. I suppose that's right you know, yep. it's quite obvious to me sitting here how I could have loads of fun sitting here in the Balderton office if I was wearing an Oculus Rift or something mm-hmm. and something turned Sam yep. into my enemy that I could have <laughs> that that would be pretty fun but you know what what other industry mm-hmm. applications are there yeah, I think VR is going to be pretty disruptive in a, a host of different industries. Um, gaming is probably the most obvious one, but I also see a lot of disruption happening probably in architecture. So there's a startup that right now called Insight VR that essentially allows architects to um, upload or port their existing 3D models from AutoCAD uh, into VR. You can actually have a virtual tour of that structure. 
So just imagine, like, you know, if you want to walk your client through essentially your structure, you can actually do that now instead of just, you know, doing it on a 2D or a PowerPoint or something. It's so very at immersive. the moment, architects show their prospective clients or their clients, this is what your building is going to look like in, in, in image mm -hmm. form almost. But they could literally walk them through. Walk almost them through. literally walk exactly. them through. Exactly. It's kind of like a health tour in the future. Um, some of the other areas that I see disruption happening is in healthcare. So, um, especially when it comes to, let's say, anxieties or phobias. There's a startup that's um, called Pieces. What they're doing is they're trying to treat anxiety by having people with, for example, arachnophobia put on the, the Oculus or any kind of VR uh, headset, and basically you're kind of in a room of of, uh, of essentially spiders, or even <laughs> if you've got a fear of planes, you're in a plane that's taking off. Um, and the idea to help treat phobias would be if you're safely exposing someone to their phobia yes. via a completely immersive exactly. experience, they are safe. Yet they They're are going to get used to it, and the underlying thing is you have to know that you know, you're safe in your room, but you're kind of having this sensation, and hopefully you know, after this VR experience, you can go into the real world in real situations, and you'll be adapted to that situation. And to, I mean... Sorry for the listeners. Sheng and I were talking about this in passing a few days ago. And when Sheng mentioned this, this technology to me, the first thing I thought was, was you could apply that as an instrument of torture, surely, if you're immersing someone in something. Medicinal torture. <laughs> Almost a useful form of, yes. of like semi-torture. <laughs> so that's a quite... I guess they're quite interesting in different applications mm -hmm. from architecture through to healthcare. Um, is this changing business models? Is this changing how the certain businesses within those sectors will work? Um, yes, actually. I mean, in some of the kind of startups and, and industries I'm seeing, there's definitely some change. So, for example, um, I met the founder of uh, Trillium, um, who basically what they do is they create virtual shops of uh, VR shops of online retailers, for example, like ASOS, who doesn't have a physical storefront, but they create essentially VR storefronts. So once you actually you know, put on your headset, you can go explore almost like a, you know, like a mall or something, you know, full of different stores. So imagine, I guess, you know, in the future, what if Amazon had something like this? You know, Amazon would suddenly become a virtual store, essentially. You will walk through and perhaps like, you know, look at the items in 3D, not just in kind of screenshots or high-resolution pictures, but actually kind of, you know, not necessarily touch it, the technology isn't there yet, but perhaps it will. But actually, you know, really feel um, how the, the product looks like. Wow. And that's been quite a, uh, a debate for some time, like bricks versus clicks. Do you need both? Can you survive with one? That kind of thing. And that yeah. opens that debate to a whole other dimension, literally. Exactly. That you yeah. could be sitting uh, with your device, with your devices, right. whatever yeah. it is, and almost be experiencing yeah. the shop experience in your home. Or exactly. And retail is only one area. Another area that I'm seeing um, interesting business models come up is probably in filmmaking, immersive entertainment, right? Outside of just games. So uh, one startup called Vantage VR, they're trying to become the ticket master of VR shows. Um, and I, I guess that would allow people to go to, if, like, to take the music example, to go to gigs on the other side of the world, which they could possibly have exactly. the airfare and ticket to. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's definitely very interesting. So, I mean, that's film. And the final one is probably advertising is really interesting. So, I mean, Google Cardboard is super cheap to distribute, right? So what if a large company, for example, like Nike, were to distribute Google Cardboard with their athletic shoes in the future and play commercials or product offerings 
through Google Cardboard for people, you know, who basically try it on after you try on their shoes. Google Cardboard is the headset. Exactly, yeah. yeah for those that haven't seen it, it is a really <laughs> sort of interesting hack. Wasn't it someone's 20% project or whatever they call it? Like yes, I, 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 I'm pretty sure it is. And it's kind of tip of the iceberg on, of what Google is doing. Really sort of easy to mass produce headset for watching uh, or experiencing or, you know, immersing yourself in um, more AR, VR technologies. Uh, and the idea of putting them in with Nike trainers is probably, a, it's probably an idea they've thought, oh, that's quite a good one. What's, I mean, there's quite a few ideas in there from, from film through immersing people in their phobias, through architects walking people through buildings. Oh, yeah. Is there, in all of your experience in AR, VR, what's the oddest thing, the oddest application of VR that you've seen or AR? Hmm. I don't know about the oddest, but I think Google um, ATAP, which stands for Advanced Technology and Projects Department, and a filmmaker collaborated on a 13-month project um, where they're bringing 360 filmmaking um, basically into, into a, a completely different level of like CGI. So what they have is they have a six-minute film um, and it's shot pretty much in all CGI and it's built for the Oculus and puts you right in the kind of like the, the thick of the action, right? There could be a monster chasing you and you're like in that person's point of view. Imagine really that with cool. Jurassic World. Uh, it, exactly, right? It'll probably really freak you out. So for people who are interested, uh, the film, the short film is called Help. So if you just Google uh, Google ATAP 360 Help, you'll see some of the behind the scenes on that. Well, that's it's super cutting edge. That's pretty cool. And how long do you think before that kind of immersive film watching experience is something a bit more accessible to the to the everyman. Right. So definitely we got to wait until there's good hardware on the market, right? And right now, um, we're still waiting for that. We definitely, we have Google Cardboard, which unfortunately is, you know, even with its plastic, plastic clones, it's still relatively low quality. The Samsung VR, um, uh, Gear VR is actually pretty good. I tried it out the, the other day and the performance is not bad. But we really have to probably wait until 2016 for more of the kind of advanced stuff to, to come out. Um, it's not, but that's still not five, ten years away. That's no, it, that, that's next year. Amount of time, yeah. Exactly, yeah. And to tell the truth, actually, I think most people are probably going to access access um, VR via their mobile phones. So it's going to be most likely Samsung Gear VR and its uh, reiterations, essentially. So when you talk about AR VR, even though it's uh you know, a year down the line till it's quite more, you know, mm -hmm. a lot more accessible. That's a prediction. Yeah. Um, are VR, AR companies at the moment, do they find it harder potentially to get invested or to raise interest purely because they're so bleeding edge and they're so mm -hmm. new that the knowledge may not be out there in the right. industry? That's an interesting question. And, I, and my answer is that it kind of depends, right? Because the VR market is super new. Um, it literally just ballooned last year when Facebook took over um, Oculus for $2, for $2 billion. So most of the companies out there are less than a year old or around a year old. And if you look on AngelList, there's only 200 companies that is you know, on VR compared to, let's say, 800 companies on, on Bitcoin, 8,000 companies on healthcare. VR is a super cutting edge kind of market. And it's very fragmented as well. So none of the big players are really in it yet. For example, Activision, EA Games, and Gaming, they're kind of holding off on the side. Just They don't want to sink a lot of money into it. So what you see is a lot of individual studios, indie uh, filmmakers, or, um, or 
game studios really jumping in, which I think is a great opportunity for, for startups, right? And they definitely have that um, the advantage of being hyped up for the past two years as well. Um, so I think there's definitely a lot of investment going into it. Do you think it. that's a bit of a risk from your likes of EA Games, that they're not uh, putting some money into research when it comes to, or putting some time mm-hmm. into research right. when it comes to AR VR? Honestly, I think it, it's a bit of that, but I feel like the market might move towards a more of a consolidation state once AR, uh, VR is a proven medium for entertainment, right? So what might happen is 2016 is definitely going to be the, the year of the VR when all the sets are going to be out and when all of the media is actually going to be, you know, see if it's sticking to the consumers. And maybe towards the late 2016, uh, 2017, we might see some consolidation of the larger companies eating up, acquiring um, the smaller guys. So that's a great opportunity for startups as well as VCs who are looking so- for a near-term exit. You think that 2016, as well as being the year that AR, VR gets a lot more mainstream, it's also the year that we're going to see a few AR, VR exits and acquisitions? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think the number of VR um, companies is just going to keep on ballooning as well. I mean, it's at 200 right now worldwide, um, but I think it's going to get to a point where it's going to be just as big as uh, Bitcoin, probably around the 800 mark. Just as big as Bitcoin. Uh, Hopefully less volatile. I hope so too. Uh, there's definitely. I really do not hope that we we fall too deep into that uh, troll of uh, disillusionment as a hype cycle goes. Absolutely, as as Rob Moffat said about Bitcoin only a month ago, I think on CNBC <laughs> is now very much in the trough of disillusionment. Exactly, and that's actually one tip for uh, for VR startups as well is just not to hype up your product too much. Basically, really make sure that it, you have a solid. Um, product, a solid value proposition, and a good market, right? Because if you hype it up too much, then the further you will fall as well. 